Welcome to the Confessions of a Wedding Photographer podcast, and these are my stories. So welcome back to the podcast. Um, I was going to start this episode with a different story, but I decided that when I recorded the first one, I was saying um way too much. So if I do say it, hit me up on Instagram, tell me that I'm saying um too much. I'll try not to. Uh, this story really affected the way that I see weddings and the way that I did business because when I got into it, uh, there's a lot of what I call love marketing. So people start talking about, you know, the best day of their lives, they get all pumped. And I think a lot of vendors get sort of swept up in that sort of feeling. Um, And they start seeing things when you first start out with rose-coloured glasses because you're looking for those connections to photograph where you don't normally see them automatically. Uh, after a while, you just you just know that okay, at this point, the father groom's probably going to shake the hand of the of the best man or or whatever, and you just know where you have to be. You sort of like get like a, a I call it your wedding IQ. You just sort of know what needs to be done when it has to be done. So this story we've entitled the ghost groom because that's exactly what it is. A guy came back from the dead. And I'll set the scene for you. So uh, we got a wedding inquiry from a wonderful couple. Uh, They came in. They were both stunning, great-looking couple. So automatically I'm thinking photographically, this is going to look so good, like straight off the bat. Um, Very wealthy, designer handbags, Land Rover, all the rest of it. And uh, at this time I was in a creative co-op in Mount Lawley. They came into the studio there, we sat down, I went over my work, how I do things, you know, I don't really do a sales thing, but, you know, I just sort of went through everything, and they were great. I just thought this is like every wedding photographer's dream client. Um, They were happy, kind, just wonderful people. There was really good banter, there was a lot of great back and forth, they were just awesome. So they signed a contract then, and they paid the deposit a couple of days later, all the emails back and forth, there were no red flags. So generally in your, your meetings, you look for little red flags, little things that maybe you think, mm, I think this might be a bit of a bad day. <laughs> and it does happen. We do do it. It's just you're looking to minimize any risk that you might have on the day or it, you want the right clients. So at this point in my career, I'd been doing it for a few years, so I'd I'd done enough to know who my clients were, but I still hadn't lost those rose-colored glasses. So about six months before their wedding date, we get an email, and it's like, we were so sorry to inform you, but the groom has passed away. So I was referred to this couple as couple X, and we were just devastated. You know, we sort of sat there, and I was talking to my sister and going, oh, my God, like, what do we do? Um... So we thought, we'll send some flowers. So we sent flowers, we sent a card. We said, terribly sorry for that. We refunded their deposit. Um, it was just, we were just so heartbroken for this poor girl. And um, we didn't really think that much of it. We tried to get in contact and call and things like that, but nothing was ever returned. And we just thought, oh, okay, you know, she's just lost her husband. She probably doesn't want to deal with all this. We, we refunded the money. We just sent a really nice email and a card. 
and it just said, don't worry about having to contact us. You know, we're so sorry for your loss. If there's anything we can do, please let us know. And we did as much as we could just being someone that they've hired to shoot their wedding. And it sort of always sort of stuck around in the back of my head. You know, I was always kind of a bit like, oh, I don't know, just something just wasn't right. And I just put it down to being a little bit of a skeptic sometimes. It's just just the lack of contact, um, not even like a thank you for the flowers or it just just seemed really, I don't know, but it was just off. And about nine months, I think it was about nine or ten months after their, their wedding date that they were supposed to get married, I'm shooting another wedding. I've just done the ceremony. Um, I think I was changing lenses and talking to my assistant, getting ready for family portraits. And this sort of girl comes up. She's like, oh, my God, Stu, how are you? don't know who who you are and I sort of vaguely remembered her face I'm really bad with names but faces I can I can always kind of pick and she said oh you were meant to do my friend's wedding and she mentions you know a uh, couple x and I went oh man uh, I'm so sorry to you you know about that and she was like oh like she looked kind of confused and I said yeah just what happened was terrible like I can't believe like something so tragic would happen before your wedding day, you know, how's she doing? Like, is she coping? And then she just kind of looked at me and was like, what? Like had this really, you know, kind of suggest, I got the feeling she had had a couple of wines at this point, you know? Uh, And she just looked at me like she didn't know who I was talking about. Maybe we've got our wires crossed. So then I was like, okay, well, I've got to get back to work. So she went off and I turned to my assistant at the time and I said dude did you hear that like and she was like yeah like isn't that you were talking about the guy who died and I was like yeah I was like did she did you get the vibe that like she didn't know what I was talking about and she said yeah it's it's kind of strange and I kind of pushed it aside family portraits are really stressful and I like to make sure I'm prepared so pushed it aside kept going shot it all up got to the reception bride and groom entered for that wedding and it was always kind of in the back of my mind so I went I was, I was doing t- some table shots or I think I was shooting a cake I was, I was doing something some detail shots and I see her again and I'm like oh my gosh hey how are you and she's like good and I was like you're having a good day and I was like yeah I was like I was like how is couple x like how are they going you know like um I haven't heard much from them like they're going all right and she was like yeah yeah they just got back from South Africa and my blood ran cold. It's like, they did, did they? I was like, that must have been amazing. And she was like, yeah. And at this point, I think she'd t- had a bit to drink. So she was feeling a little bit, you know, loose lips sink shipsy. And um, <laughs> this, this girl <laughs> divulged the entire length of their trip and where they'd been. They'd traveled all the way around the world. And I was just, you know, on the outside, I was so professional. But on the inside, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't even explain the rage that was building inside me. And um, my assistant was standing right there and I'll explain in a later episode why I always have an assistant with me and who, who was like stuck to my side most of the day. And so she's getting this. And I was like, oh, you know, like I'd love to like catch up with them on social media. I really bonded well with them. Like, could you show me like their Facebook page just so I could add them? And so she brings up the bride's Facebook page 
And there, back from the dead, was the group. Healthier than ever. And they were kind of like a, a little bit of an influencer kind of vibe going with it with these two. And they just started a travel blog. And I thought, oh my God. Uh, it looked like the beginnings of a travel blog. Uh, I don't think it ever really got off the ground, but uh, it disappeared soon after this. And I, I, I just, my sister was looking on and we walked away. We walked into like the back room of the reception area and we were just like, shit, like what the fuck happened? Um, and we were both just blown away. And I called my sister. I was like, you're never going to guess what happened. This gr- you know, like groom X back from the dead. And she was like, what? Like, I was like, yeah. I was like, he's not dead. She was like, get out. And my sister's not a flappable person. She doesn't really get uh, ahead of her emotion-wise. And she was just gobsmacked. We were both, we all were. So we shot the wedding, um, said goodbye to the girl, thanked her really nicely. She inadvertently had uh, spilled the beans on her friends, trying to do this massive con. And the next day, I waited a while. You know, I sort of thought, no, I'm going to, just sit on it for a while, process it, and I'm going to give them an opportunity to explain. So I found the Facebook page of their little burgeoning uh, blog or whatever they were doing and screenshot a whole bunch of stuff and sent an email off and said, hey, um, you know, could you explain how your groom is back from the dead? I said, because either it's a twin or he was never dead, um, if, it's, if that's the case. and you know, feel free to let me know, but he looks exactly the same as when I met him. I said, so attaches your contract, attaches the full amount owing for the date. There was a bookable date. Um, I'd appreciate it. And I worded it really nicely. If you could uh, transfer the funds immediately, otherwise we're going to have to take it further. Um, and I didn't even know if it was like a, a thing you could take to the police or, I didn't, you know, I was just so angry and I was just blown away. I'd never heard of anything like this. And, um, yeah, I just said, yeah, it'd be nice of you. And two days later, it landed in an account, the full amount. And so I thought, whoa. And I looked through the our contract again. I was, I was putting it away. I thought, okay, let it go. I don't usually hold on to grudges. So I let it go. I was just like, oh. So I was looking at their contract and I thought, oh, I'm just going to put this away in case it comes back. And I'm looking at it. We have a little section where all the other vendors are. And I, I knew the videographer, so I called him up and I said, oh, hey, dude, like, you know, a couple X. And he's like, yeah, yeah, tragic. And I was like, yeah, dude's not dead. <laughs> and he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, he's not dead. He was like, same thing, like, holy shit. And I'm like, yeah. I said, I just sent him this email. Uh, I'll forward you the screenshots. And, um, yeah, dude, get your money. I said, they paid me in full. I was like, you know, and our contract is very specific. Like that date, when you book that date, that is your date. And uh, your retainers, you retained us for that date and it's non-refundable. It says it in gigantic bold letters. And we have a really good contract that was done by an arts lawyer. So I actually called her up and said, hey, like this is, <laughs> like this happened. And they, they paid the money. And she was like, well, yeah, they must be feeling guilty. So he did as well. And they paid him in full. And then I think it was a, sort of like a domino effect that I started where people were sending the email around to all the other vendors going, hey, 
And, you know, from what I've heard, I tried not to get too much into it, but all the other vendors decided to, um, to hit them up. And I don't know if they got their money back, but I just couldn't believe the goal of these people. And the, you know, their blog thing that they were starting was all about honesty and speaking from the heart and ayahuasca ceremonies and spirituality and all this stuff. And meanwhile, they, they're doing this massive con and, um, yeah, basically long story short, they just decided to go traveling. So they canceled their wedding and they realized that there was a massive loophole and that's in the event of death. So in our contract, you know, and I probably should have read it uh, more carefully, but in our contract, it does say in the event of a death, you know, we'll refund your, your amount in full. And we honored it. We honored our contract. Um, the groom didn't die (laughs) he was still alive so i don't know if that's risking fate or uh, asking for bad omens but you know it's a lot to lot to play around with so so that's the the story of the ghost groom um still to this day it's still it's probably the number one thing where when people who are getting into shooting weddings say to me yeah they go i'm getting into the wedding industry i'm like okay cool and they're like what should i do first like what camera should i get i'm like no 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 you get yourself a good contract. And they're like, what? I was like, this is the name of a lawyer. Go see her. It's going to cost you, you know, maybe a grand or so Did for us at the time. I don't know how much it would be now. But, um, yeah, she she did, did us a good one, got us a good airtight contract. I said, you make sure you have everything down pat because not everyone is out to have your best interests in heart. So, uh yeah, then that's the day the rose-colored glasses came off. I think that's the right term, right? Rose-colored glasses. Anyway, that's the day it came off. Um, and I started looking at every client that came in. I feel sorry, sorry for probably the, the next 10 clients that came to the studio because I was asking very specific questions like, um, you know, how's your health? Like, you know, <laughs> just, just, just asking, you know, are you, are you, you guys got any new influences or anything like that? Uh, just little, looking for little red flags. Um, it was a bit ridiculous. It was a, it, we did we did laugh about it later. Yeah, we're like, oh my gosh, the ghost groom. You know, uh, I think we called him the zombie groom for a while, just just because it made us feel better. But these people do exist, and I think the more they put themselves out there, uh, the more influency they are on on their influencer train. I think the more you can see through their bullshit and. Yeah, at the end of the day, we got paid, but today this this story still is number one for me. And uh, as we go through the podcast, I'm gonna share more of these stories and and how I um managed to figure out my way out around these intense uh, situations. So we've probably got around about forty or fifty of them so far, and we're just gonna want to pad them out. I want to keep these podcasts under the twenty minute mark. Um, because for me, getting anywhere roughly takes about 20 minutes. So if you're listening to this in your car, uh, yeah, you should be there soon, I guess. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's the story of the ghost groom. Hey, guys, thank you for tuning into this podcast, episode one, uh, the ghost groom. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to it. If you could give us some feedback uh, to make this podcast better, I'm always open to it. So hit me up on uh, Instagram at the Holdens. 
I really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to it. I hope you enjoyed the story. There's plenty more to come and a few guests as well. So whatever platform you're listening to it on, if you could give it a thumbs up or rating or subscribe, you would be an absolute legend. Until next time, keep confessing. (laughs) I can't do it. I can't do that one. Oh, God.